and things, books and things, books and things, books and things, books and more things. So did you... <laughs> I feel like I'm too low. Did you show... Can you turn me up? Thank you. Turn it up, turn it up. Oh, silence your phone because, you know, you get nos, in trouble. Nos regaña? Te regaña? A mí no. So I, I, uh, I put it. <laughs> and the author liked it. <gasps> no way. And, and he retweeted it. No way. Yeah. <gasps> That's him. She she put up a picture that I sent her, like I sent her that gift in a text, and then the author liked it and retweeted it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like fanning out right now. Yeah, so, well that's what I, I'm telling you, like if you're gonna like post on Insta, just like hashtag the book. And, and then, I did, but you know what? I he, should doesn't, tag, he doesn't have an Instagram. Oh, he should I get checked. an Instagram. I'll tell him. <laughs> now that he's friends. I started following him too, so like, like every time we do a book, I follow the uh, author just because, like, yeah, hopefully to help our situation, uh. <laughs> so we can have more than five fans. Yeah. And two of those are me and you. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I was like, oh, that's funny. So I like posted it. So um, I didn't think people would, and then like people who follow him started like since he retweeted it, were like liking it. So oh my gosh, that's I'll so cool. Re I'll tweet something, tag him, and then like hopefully he'll retweet it that we reviewed the book or no something. Pressure. Oh my no gosh, I'm so nervous now. No. Um, Bulk it. And then did he just say we're Gucci? We are. <laughs> Alex is from top the brand top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> we don't sell at the dollar store. <laughs> No, nope. I love the dollar store. We go to Dollar Tree. <laughs> just I kidding, we're not sponsored. <laughs> I like this. But you can. Dollar Tree. I'm just They're going to give us a dollar. <laughs> um, so, and then Alex's poll. Oh, yeah, Alex. So, you're, you're um, what is it? Why are you dropping Twitter your... famous? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> He's like, I don't even want these headphones. <laughs> Don't be so angry. Like he's walking away. Stop. I need you. <laughs> hey, you only brought three, and there's two of us. One, two, who gets so It's like McDonald's. One? You only get three. <laughs> <laughs> Judith brought us three cookies, and there's, there's two of us. I don't know. Why would I? Why did I only bring three? Because I was like, well, if they each have one and one doesn't like them, then, you know, the other one can have two. Oh yeah, but if you both like him, well, you guys gonna split it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rock paper scissors, and mm. like one, two, three, it's four. Mine. I declare because you're my friend. <laughs> I can take you another one tomorrow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. He can have it. Well, there you go. See more. He's fine. He can have it. I don't need the cookie. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Um, Judith is currently looking at my stack of papers because <laughs> I have like three full pages. That's fine. I mean, notes. you saw my notes last week. And and this is like from my phone, but I sent them and I printed them. Um, You're and then, so fancy. Well, I need to be able to see. And I feel like on my phone, my font is too small and like I'm glasses? an old lady, you know, so. You need the, the glasses. The large the print. 
squares at the bottom. <laughs> the bifocals? Yeah. <laughs> and then I finally figured out how to print, like, when I highlight stuff on the Kindle. There you go. You know, getting all professional here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have it together by what? Episode nine? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm trying to just be a little bit more organized. We looked at Alex for an, uh, a confirmation laugh, but he just, he, stared, he at just stared at us. So, mm-hmm. so the Alex, so our friends and followers said that, yeah, you need a mic. Yeah. Yeah. The polls, the voting polls have spoken. The ones that I voted for. <laughs> they were all Judith. <laughs> I put a no in there, so, like, you know, it's not too, like, you know, obvious. I, there was a no, right? There was, one, there was four votes. <laughs> Three said yes, and one said no. Do you know who said no? No, you can't see. Oh. But 75% said yes. <laughs> it was Stephen Graham Jones. He said no. <laughs> He only wants us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe an author retweeted. There you go. I feel, I don't know, I feel kind of special. I always <laughs> feel special. <laughs> I don't make you feel special. Alex makes <gasps> me feel special all the time. Oh, you have, okay, you have to say that he's right there. <laughs> Put your head on your face so he doesn't see you. <laughs> um... Okay, so let's get started on The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. It is a horror novel. Um, and Judith, did you like it? One, two, three? Yeah, one, two, three. I loved it. Me too. I know. I was just like, <gasps> when you were texting me and you, you just said like, damn. Damn. I was like. Damn good or damn bad? Yeah, I was because I think I had just started. I was like, because I had to restart it. Oh, because um, you told me that you had started it, but you, you were distracted, so you had to. Yeah, so I wanted to like, okay, let's start from the beginning. Let yeah. me. No, good thing that you did because like I think every detail is um yes important for sure for shizzle. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, when you sent me that, I was like, okay, because in the beginning it was a little bit hard for me to get into. Um, but then like, as everything starts connecting, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, this is like much deeper. Mm-hmm. And so it gets, it got really good. So I was really liking it. So I'm like, what if she's not liking it? No. So I was so worried. I'm no. like, I picked one that she didn't like, but I'm, no. I'm glad you liked it. And I, when I wrote damn, I was like, I was, I think like, you were texting is so hard because like, I feel like sometimes I'm very dry. Uh huh. Okay. I don't see that. Okay. Or like sometimes people text me. I'm like, they're mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my insecurities. <laughs> no, you have. No, it was fine. I, I feel like once I got to the part that I think you were just like. I think. I think so. Then, Is it the. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot. Well, what part do you think that I was like, damn. Um, In one word. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. We are Same connected. <laughs> Alex is like, what, what? <laughs> is going on over there? I know that yeah. part was. That's what I was like. I think I stop. Paused. Rewind. It. I paused it and I was like, 
Did I hear that right? Yeah. And so I had to take out my phone and like quickly like write out what just happened so that, um, I think that's when I was like, and then, okay, let's just see episode. Bye. See you next week. Yeah. (laughs) Go go read the book. Um, I would say that it was horror, but not, not super scary. No. Uh, it, It was very like, it was gory in some parts. Uh, very descriptive. It was um, spooky mm-hmm. because I think last night I, I, when I turned off all the lights and I, I just closed my eyes and I covered like my body and I was like, okay, just don't think about it and go to sleep. But just because you don't kill elk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think so you're fine. <laughs> I know I'm fine, but I just like was picturing. Yeah. You know, and I, it was like a really good descriptive book. It wasn't overly descriptive like some of the books that I've read. Um, yeah, but I thought it was really good. And I yeah, was, uh, I was like, just snaps. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend, recommend this book. book. Like, um, I think her podcast mom, she's like, I'm just going to listen to the sparkly notes of this one because she's like, she scared. doesn't like scary, but I think she should still read it. I don't think it was that scary where but I don't think she likes the gore. I think that's what she doesn't mm. like. But there's so much good stuff yeah. in there yeah. about other stuff. Yeah. So, okay, so I'm going to get started. Um, <clears throat> just to let you know, the the book has a very significant event that happens um, on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Which was yesterday. yesterday when we were reading it. And I texted Roxana. I was like, the story takes place on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. And today is Saturday before Thanksgiving. Yes. It, I was it, like, what a dink. Yeah. So basically there's like two. Well, there's two time. There's not two timelines, but the the main, main thing event happened. A year later. Ten years. Ten years later. Ten, yeah, so when you first start mm-hmm. um, with with Lewis, it's ten years later. Yes. So we're gonna start off the the book immediately starts off with one character. Um, his name is Ricky Boss Ribs, and he had decided to leave his reservation, um, and he was in North Dakota, I believe. And he basically just like he's describing um, how he has signed a way to work somewhere where it's cold because Indians work well in the cold or something. But it sh- he basically says it's just because we don't complain. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with that. We can that we have tougher skin or that yeah, we this is and that or we're stronger or whatever. It was just basically him saying like, yeah, just we suck it up. Yeah, we don't complain. We just yeah. we go with the flow. And so um, he he explains how his brother dies of an overdose. So that's like the biggest reason why he left the reservation. Um, and then he he uh, like, I guess he's in a group like a truck. I'm assuming like they're he's going to work somewhere else. And they're at this bar and at the bar, he uh, there's a lot of like white men and so um, I have, like, a few quotes from the book. Um, and it talks like, a clump of white men can beat an Indian into the ground. Yeah, no doubt about it. It happens every weekend up here in the High Line. But they have to catch my ass first. <laughs> because he's he's basically, there's a, a confrontation where he goes outside. And he but, has to pee. Yeah, but the bar is full and there's, like, a line. 
mm-hmm. and then the bar bouncer the bouncer is like, like if you leave, leave you can't come back, back in because there's a line, line. Mm-hmm. he's like screw it i have to pee mm-hmm. so he goes outside to pee and um in that moment he sees an elk mm-hmm. and the elk is like in between the cars and mm-hmm. he's like hitting it or something so he starts to like run away and dodge this elk that's coming for him mm-hmm. so in that he's jumping over cars mm-hmm. the car alarms are going mm-hmm. the elk is hitting the car so the mm-hmm. car alarms are going and when the people in line look over all they see all they see is an indian yeah. jumping on the cars, cars hitting and i think at one point he had like a, a crowbar, crowbar in his hand because he was like gonna defend himself mm-hmm. from the elk but they don't see the elk mm-hmm. so then now they're like pissed because they think that he was like taking it out on their cars because he had to get back in line Mm -hmm. so they start chasing him Mm -hmm. and it's just like um like now he's like oh this we get introduced to some other characters which uh, one of them is gabe and he's like oh gabe would love this because he would always like to pick a fight and Mm -hmm. like a bar fight and like create um chaos so He's talking about Gabe and he's running through and he's like, I finally lost them. And he gets to, he's like, like, a, it's kind of like a plane. He's like, well, I can survive all night. Like I can just keep walking. And the gist of it is at the end, he is confronted by a herd of elk. And when he turns around, he's then confronted by a, a group of a white mob of men. So he's like literally stuck in the middle and he dies. And doesn't say if it was the, the elk, elk or, or the men. Yeah. And I think they, um, there was like a, a little highlight that said Indian man killed in dispute outside a bar. In the newspaper. Yeah. So that was Ricky first, Bob. Yeah, that was the first. Boss ribs. And that's, there's going to be um, four men. So we have... Um, Ricky, who's our, who already dies, and he dies shortly after he leaves the reservation. We have Lewis, and then we have Gabe and Cass. Mm-hmm. And these four friends were together um, that Saturday before Thanksgiving. So after that character, you jump into Lewis. And this is like the cool part because I, when I, when Lewis's chapter ends, I thought that was almost the end of the book. Me too. And then when I actually went and looked at the chapters, like you weren't even like halfway halfway there. there. That's what I thought too. When I finished that part, I was like, oh, the book's almost done. And I was like, I'm not halfway there. No, because you got two more, two more guys. Yeah. I was like, what? (laughs) So out of the four, Ricky's already dead. So now we're going to move on to Lewis. Lewis also left the reservation and he married a white woman. And so it starts off with them moving into like a new, new apartment home. home. Um, and he's talking about how there's a, like a light a ceiling light that keeps flickering. flickering. So it's not working properly. Um, and he's talking about PETA and how he met her. PETA, his wife. <laughs> PETA, his wife. Yeah. And then um, he... He starts talking about how he remembers, like, about killing an elk. And I think this is where I was like, what's going on? Because he put, I put on my notes, remembers killing elk, question mark. He goes into talking about his friends. He talks about 
Denny uh, Pease, who's the game warden. And then he um, he actually ends up calling um, Cass, and he's like, hey, Cass, like, do you remember that day? Do you remember what happened? And Cass is just like, yeah, but, like... What about it? What about it? Like, he's just kind of like, we've moved on, man. But it's still bothering um, Lewis. And um, Lewis, this is, like, where the creepiness starts. Mm-hmm. He's fixing the ceiling fan mm-hmm. or a ceiling light or whatever, and he's on this ladder, and he's by himself. And there's a hearth, um, which is, like, I, I'm assuming it's something like this. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> like, it's something that's sticking out of the wall, and it has, like, a, a sharp corner. corner. And he's fixing the light. And so the way I imagine it is kind of like in a movie. So he's up on this light, but there is a ceiling fan, mm-hmm. and the ceiling fan is it's going. On. Yeah. So as it's blurring by, he looks down, and he sees an animal, a, a person with the head, head of, of an, an elk. elk staring up at him and so it freaks him out and then he starts to fall back and in his mind he's like this is it because he knows he's gonna hit his head on that corner he's gonna crack it and he's gonna die but um pita his his wife comes in at the moment and apparently she did like track and field she did um pole vaulting so she like basically runs to him and uh pushes him out of the way so he doesn't hit his head so then he kind of gets obsessed again about this old, this elk. So he um, he starts to with like tape put it on the carpet where she where he saw her. Like he tries to trace her, kind of. Yeah, and he's trying to figure out like recreate it. Like maybe when his wife walked in, it was the shadow. So then he stands he's trying to find an explanation for it for why he saw it. Then um, we find out that he kept a hide from this particular elk that he killed. And I had to Google what that was. And it's basically like the skin. And, and he mentioned he kept it cause one day they were going to make like gloves or something for, for his wife. So, um, but he's kept it in the freezer. And so he takes it out. Um, and he, now it's like sitting on their counter cause he, he wants to like take it out and put it like where it would be on the carpet mm-hmm. and his wife is kind of just following along mm-hmm. okay which is like it's pretty cool because uh she's he's like yeah it's pretty cool for her to do that he's like because uh, another other wife would be kind of like you gotta stop yeah like you're being crazy yeah um so then he calls gabe on the phone again he's like trying to reach out to the other friends that were there that day to kind of be like do you remember, remember. Um, and then we get introduced a little bit more about Gabe. Uh, Gabe is an alcoholic. He has a daughter. He has a daughter um, named Denora. Um, and he's talking about how she is like the star the basketball, basketball player, player, which I had to um, look up later. And apparently like basketball is very important in um native american culture like it's a big part of it and it's a way that when they were on the reservation they all came together and played basketball games so that's why basketball is it's that's um, why they talked a lot in this book about basketball yeah i was like cool basketball yeah it's kind of like i guess what football is to americans and soccer is to hispanicans mexicans hispanicans hispanic mexicans (laughs) 
I just put it together. Hispanicans. <laughs> and um, so his daughter's like really, Gabe's daughter's really good at basketball. Um, I'm just finding my spot in my notes. Um, okay, so I put Lewis is most haunted by the kill of the young elk. Um, he calls Cass, he calls Gabe at the 10 year anniversary. Um, Gabe messes with uh, Lewis and tells him that the place is haunted, that elk don't go in that area anymore. Same. And like you're kind of finding out like they, they, they killed some elk, but at this point it's sterile, it's still very ambiguous as to what, what? Yeah. happened. And you don't find out till a little bit later. So I think this is where it was a little bit confusing because I'm just like, well, what happened? Yeah, that's I think that's what I liked about it. It was just like it, it was dragging you on into like, oh, but like this is happening, this happened, then you're like until he does like the moment where he's telling you yeah, the story. Then you're like, wait, but why? Like why are you so obsessed with like this elk? It, yeah, if you guys go hunting, like, like that's, that's something normal. that people do. Yeah. Yeah. So then oh, this is so sad. So then we're introduced to uh Lewis's dog, Harley. Oh, Harley. And um Harley likes to jump over the fence mm-hmm. and get out. And, mm-hmm. so, and I guess it's like a really tall fence. And so um, Lewis works at the post office. Mm-hmm. And in the post office, he's like with his group of coworkers. They're kind of like in a little, they have motorcycles. So they like to go riding together. And he tells them, oh, my dog can jump the fence. And everybody's like, no, that's not true. And so then he's like, yeah, I'll show you. Well, so, I think he was also introducing them to the new house. Yeah. Because they had just moved in there. Yeah. And the biggest thing he wanted, they wanted to show like was Harley jumping <laughs> the over the fence. fence. So because Harley would do that, Lewis, before he left, tied him to like something Something, like a pole. So he wouldn't jump over. And then he'd get lost. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's also a train track right by his house. Yeah. So he wants to make sure he stays in. So they, um, they put, he has him like, like, uh, chained up. Mm -hmm. So when they get there, you know, they're going through his house and everything and they finally get to the back. And what they find is Harley hanging from the fence wire. His chain got caught as he was trying to get jumped. Jump. And he basically was like hanging he there himself, choking. Yeah. And so uh, Lewis sees a dying animal or a dead animal because he thinks he's dead. And he just kind of freezes. And I think it just, yeah, it, it just goes to show, like, the trauma that he had when he mm-hmm. last killed an animal. So, um, he, he, I think, um, so in the friend group, there was, like, two guys and a girl named Shaney. Mm-hmm. And so, Shaney goes and she unhooks the dog because they see that he's still breathing. So he was, like, twitching? Yeah, he was twitching. So they bring him down. Oh, baby. And one of the coworkers is holding him. And as he, like, the dog kind of wakes up and freaks out, he bites the guy in the face. Yeah. And so then the the two guys leave because they take him to the hospital. hospital. But um, Shaney stays. stays. So they're, they're in there. Let me see. If she's also, he finds out that she's also Native American. Yeah, she's from a... Oui. Oui. Um, so he's from the Black... Oh, no. I can't remember the tribe name. Blackfoot? Blackfoot tribe. And she's a crow. So mm-hmm. they're, they're different um, tribes. Um, 
Oh, I see where to also spot. Okay, so um, uh, he's the one. Okay, so then um, he's kind of freaking out about again um, Harley because uh, we find out Lewis was the one that pulled the trigger the one time he um, killed the elk, and so now we're going to Shaney. Shaney is the only other Indian at the post office. Um, she has scars on her eye and her belly. And she, uh, we find this out because they're playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And her shirt kind of like lifts up a little bit and she has a scar on her belly. So like Lewis, a big scar. Yeah. She describes it. Uh, she describes it as something from her belly button all the way down, but it, not like a C-section. or No, like, yeah, he says it's it's not, yeah, it doesn't look like a C-section. And so he starts to um, think that it was from a car accident. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of assume that it's correct because she's just like, you can ask questions or whatever, and he just doesn't say anything. So at this point, we know that Shaney was in a car accident and she lost baby. Possibly. Um, so then they go back in the house um, and Shaney sees the bundle of the hide on the on the uh, table. So, so then and the tape, tape of the, the elk of the elk on the floor. And so she actually goes and she fixes it and she makes it look like more of like what it's supposed, supposed to, to look, look like. like. And then he's like, uh, yeah. So. um then they're talking, and she's kind of like, "What? what is this about? And he basically now takes us back to 10 years ago when, um, when he shot the elk. And he's basically telling his, like, most intimate secret to Shaney, who's not his wife. And so and at this point, they're just the only two in the house. So, uh, Lewis goes back to that Saturday before Thanksgiving and, um, he's saying that they were hunting for elk, but it, they were in the section that they were, that they were in, there was already like no more elk left. Like they weren't finding anything. I think it was like the last day of the season he, they said, or uh, it like wasn't the last day. They said like, oh, it was the last day, but it wasn't really the, the last day. day. And, um... So they're they're hunting and then they're not having any, any luck. luck. And they uh, Gabe basically says like, "Well, you know where we're gonna find some good elk is if we go to um, the elder spot, the elders section. But it's like a sacred land, and they're not supposed to go on it. There's only like one way to get on, and um, it's like it's only for the elders. And they, but they were kind of like, but they only go in the morning, and it's not the morning anymore. So like." The chances if, that they'll see us are slim. And then, like, if they already went, there's probably not that many elk, but maybe we'll find just, like, one or two. Yeah, so they're making these excuses of, like, we'll be fine, let's just yeah. go. And Lewis didn't want to go, but slowly they're convincing him. And then um, they, so they get into, I think it's Cass's truck. So they get into Cass's truck, and they're driving it to the sacred land that they're not supposed to go hunting on because it's not for them. Um, and so they're, they basically, um, their truck gets stuck and like, it kind of like goes down a certain slope, it gets stuck and they're like, oh man. Cause it's also snowing. Yeah. So they get out and 
they're like, Shh, because all of a sudden they see like a herd of elk. And so then they all like start crawling out onto the snow and they get their guns ready and it, they just start shooting. They, yeah, they just start like fucking going to war with these elk and they just like shooting at, they're not even paying attention to what they're doing. They're just like, kind of just like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, they're just, uh, they're shooting. And I don't think I have, um, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to say it because I don't, I can't find it. What? I think it's this part in the book. I think it might be this quote. So it says, the craziness, the, the, (laughs) wow. Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That craziness, that heat of the moment, the blood in his temples, smoke in the air. It was like, he hates himself the most for this. It was probably what it was like a century and more ago when soldiers gathered up on the ridges of Blackfeet encampments to turn the cranks on their on their big guns terraform this new land for their occupation fertilize it with blood harvest the potatoes that would grow here then turn into the ba- it turn it into basket of fries and sell those crunchy cubes of grease back to the powwows so it was like he was saying how this is like the elk's land but we're here to but we're here to kill them and then we're going to use them and then give it back so it's kind of like as he was saying, like, as they were just firing, because I think he's explaining that Gabe was, like, having fun just, like, shooting. shooting that He was just having fun shooting. It wasn't like he was even wanting to, like, like, be specific and, like, like um, hit them. Because um, it was sloppy, basically. Yeah, and because, like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, when you're shooting, um, what I can pick up from it i don't know a lot about shooting i don't shoot um but you don't no (laughs) um i know there's like certain spots you're supposed to shoot at the things that you're shooting on so they don't suffer yeah so and i'm pretty sure they were just like just maybe injuring these poor elk because first of all they can't take everything with them yeah because like what an elk is like what a lot yeah it weighs a lot um well because i think they explained they had killed like eight of them Mm -hmm. but on the truck they could only really fit Fit three three. and and because they had to hurry up it started snowing Mm -hmm. um they were like just take the the back parts or a certain i don't know some specific part of the elk that's all we're taking because that's i'm guessing like the meatiest or something Mm -hmm. and they're only going to take those parts so they were cutting them up sloppy but when Lewis goes to the elk, that's he's the one that's going to like um, cut that one. Mm-hmm. He finds that it looks really young. And so it, this kind of freaks him out, I think, because mm-hmm. he's like, wow, like she shouldn't even be here. And, and so then he starts. Um, oh, wait. And then she's not even dead. Oh, yeah. She's not even dead. So she got shot in the back. Like, and so that's why she wasn't, no, in her back. Oh, in her back. And so she wasn't moving Mm -hmm. uh, because she couldn't, it's like, I'm guessing paralyzed. Maybe. But she's still like trying to get up. So then he's like, oh, I'm going to put her out of her misery and then shoots her in, in the face. Mm -hmm. But she still doesn't die. So he has to shoot her a second Second time time in the eye. And that's when she finally dies. So if you're not making. 
Oh, no. I didn't mention it. Shaney had a scar on her eye, too. Yeah, you did mention that. Okay. You so, said she had a scar on her eye. And her belly. And belly. So, make some connections. <laughs> and then he finds out. Well, yeah. So then, after she's finally dead, he's like, okay, I'm going to start taking her apart. Uh, like, I don't know what hunters do, but, like, they... You know, and take it off, take it apart in like certain sections because you I save certain things. First, he skinned her. Well, he starts doing that, but then when he cuts her open to take out the guts or whatever, he, he finds, finds out she's pregnant. pregnant. There's an uh, there's a fetus there's in there. There's a baby elk in there. So this again freaks, freaks him us out. out because he's like, I, I want to say he's like a maybe more like a more sensitive soul. <laughs> so he. Takes out the, the this fetus, fetus and he actually buries it because he's just like, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to give it a proper burial. So because he feels so bad mm-hmm. that this was a young elk that was pregnant, mm-hmm. he decides that he's not just gonna take like the some parts of her back. He's gonna, he's take, gonna take his time and he's gonna skin her properly. He's gonna use every part of this elk is not like it's not gonna go to waste. Yeah, so. And I think at the end, like all the the other three guys are standing over him, like, like dude, dude like, we gotta go. hurry. And he's like, he like basically does a really good job, and he takes everything. Um, they're going back to the truck when um, I think his I mentioned his name earlier, Denny. He's like the game warden. Um, and it's not game like a basketball game. It's like game like hunting game mm-hmm. uh, hunting stuff because they're not supposed to be there yeah like, so someone, he, like you know someone has to be there to put the rules and you know yeah and so he basically gets there and he's like either you guys are gonna have to pay this fine of x amount of money or you just drop everything that you're taking and you leave and and you never come back you can never hunt on these grounds again so they're like, well, we don't have the money to pay. So they basically just start throwing all the elk back into the ground, like everything they had taken. And Lewis looks at Danny and just like, can I please take her? And Danny was just like, whatever, I don't care. So he's able to take her. And Lewis explains that they did basically go to all the elders and they gave away Wait, all oh, of her, her parts yeah. like so that nothing would go to waste. Um, but he is still, he's still haunted by this. But he does describe that he wrapped up, because I guess it's supposed to be wrapped in, <laughs> like, banged it. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be wrapped in, like, certain paper. Yeah. And, like, the only paper he had were, was, like, raccoon paper. Yeah, it was, like, a raccoon stamped paper or something. Yeah. And, um. Which comes back later. Yeah. So he hands it out, and then that's that. Um, so he's telling Shaney. <laughs> Santa's notes and there's an emoji where like he's like shooketh. <laughs> I was putting those. There's a couple because I was just like, I need to make sure that this moment is a <gasps> moment. Um, so he's like, he's talking to um Shaney about this, but Shaney, when he's telling her the story, he stops before he tells her that the that the elk was pregnant. So she doesn't know yet. So I just basically told you the whole story. But in the book, when you're reading it, he's telling it in pieces because I think his wife. Exactly. That's where I'm about to go. So his. And I put, ooh, he gets caught telling his most intimate secret to Shaney when PETA walks in. Um, Which PETA gets upset. Yeah, she kind of gets upset because it also like she catches them in a 
position where like Shaney's hand is on his knee because you know he's kind of like vulnerable he's yeah he's like talking to her about something and she's kind of i think he was like tearing up too yeah i think she was just being like sympathetic but then you all now that later when you find out what and who she is you know it was all just part of a plan to Mm -hmm. make somebody mad Mm -hmm. Uh, it took basically cause drama 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 so then um you know shane just like oh, I just came to get those books. And so then Lewis was like, oh, yeah, here are these books that um, you wanted to borrow or because whatever. Because he's a nerd. Yeah, he likes all these books on, like, like us. dragons <laughs> and what, things that I like. <laughs> and so um, she she leaves. And so they're still caring for Harley because Harley didn't die, and so he's in the garage, and they're taking care of him. Um, and so his wife is, like, kind of upset about the fact that that. you know not the fact that shaney was there or the books or anything i think what really hurt her was that he was sharing a story that he wouldn't share with her and that's his wife Mm -hmm. so um she one of those nights when they're sleeping um and harley is in the garage and they um What's his name? Uh, Lewis explains that they would leave the garage door propped open just a tad, like a few inches so that like air would come in. There would be airflow. Um, But he wakes up one night and his wife is not next to him. him. So she's he's like, I'm going to go look for my wife. And then he finds her in the garage holding Harley. And this is really sad because when he walks in and then he describes when he sees Harley. Something he's like something trampled over him. Something mm-hmm. came in and attacked him mm-hmm. because his face was all mangled up and mm-hmm. it, he was just all bloody and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but the door was only like the garage door was only open he's, four inches. He's like, how, what got in here? And like, basically didn't even eat the dog. He just like killed it, tore it apart yeah. and killed him. And like, he even goes into his garage. He's like, maybe it was a kid. Maybe he used this hammer. Or maybe he used this like, um, thing or like, he's like, yeah, he, he's like trying to make sense of it. Yeah. He starts investigating about it later. I but feel like he doesn't want to believe what he saw. So he's like trying to like find like X, Y, and Z yeah. and like connect the dots because yeah. he's like, uh, yeah. which I mean, I would too, because like, w- <laughs> Like, how do you explain superstition stuff? And he says that what lo- it looks like, it looks like a hoof. Like, am yeah. I saying that correctly? Hoof? 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 I feel like the more I'm saying it, I'm saying it wrong. Um, that stepped on his face. Um, but then he sits down next to his wife, and he and they're, like, hashing it out. They're talking about it. And that's, you know, he ends up telling, telling her the, rest the of end the of the story, which is about the elk being pregnant. So, um... After that, you know, he buries the dog, dog in the, in the back tracks? by the train tracks. Yeah. Um, and so let's see my nose. Let's see him nose. Makes a burial friend. Okay. So everything is somewhat back to normal. Um, but we kind of notice that uh, Lewis is kind of spiraling out, I feel like. He's kind of losing it, but... His is like a slow burn. I feel like he's losing it slowly. And it's because the forces that be are causing him to basically think he's going crazy. Yeah. 
Um, because so he like starts thinking of like maybe like like he does think for about like is it the elk like am i being mm-hmm. haunted yeah he he mentions like is the elk the one that is like who coming did- back and he's the one that stepped on my dog but like since it doesn't make sense like there he- wouldn't be elk in the city because he left yeah. the res so the reservation so, like he's going crazy he's like yes but no but yes but no but yes yeah so um so then like a a day later or so i don't remember the timeline um lewis is working on his bike in the garage when two cops come to him and he's explaining that um like when he as he's working on his bike and he sees the cops coming up into his garage he um uh lewis explains how he could uh be shot and how the story would be spun um differently if he made any sudden movements as the cops are coming up. So he basically just has to keep his hands like where he, they can see where them. they can see them that, uh, because even <sighs> if he like reached into his pocket for his cell phone, they can shoot him cause they could think he's pulling out a gun yeah. or something. So he's explaining this, this, um, situation that we've seen many, many times. Yeah. And how it's, it's for, you know, a lot of people of color and, and it's oh it's really sad so um he's just like great these cops are coming i have revenge elk uh, something could be in the house like he thinks or the house is haunted and, yeah. and he actually says or i'm just losing it because it's funny because i don't know if you mentioned this but like he he, he starts eating his like dinners and lunch because he doesn't he has not gone to work yeah he just stopped going because like ever since his dog died and all mm-hmm. that like he hasn't been to work for like i want to say like a week or two yeah but, like, he doesn't go into the living room because he's kind of scared. And he eats over the sink. Yeah, because he doesn't want to <laughs> leave crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Alex would do that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, uh, while the cops are investigating, they basically came because um, the, 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 off, the, the hospital um, called it in because of the, the guy. Dog. Right. Yeah, the guy that got bit on the face. <laughs> I know how we were going at the same time, but differently. <laughs> um, so they're kind of probing through his things. Um, and at one point, because they're like, well, how did your dog die? And like, did you, you're not supposed to be burying your dog in your property Backyard, and blah, blah, blah. 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 So he's kind of getting frustrated and he picks up his hands and runs them through his hair. And all of a sudden, when he made that movement, the cops pull out their guns and they're like crouched down and they're like ready to shoot him. Dramatically drops her note on the floor. <laughs> Page one, done. Two more to go. <laughs> so then I put in quotes here, dealing with cops is like being around a skittish horse. No sudden movements, nothing shiny or loud, zero jokes. And then, um, True. so he's basically like, calm down, calm down. Hey, like, you're okay. Shh, shh, shh. I was just running my hands through my hair. Just like what you do with the child. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. And so then, basically, the cops threat leave and threaten to come back because, um... Yeah, because they're like, we're going to get a warrant, or the proper paper to come check out your dog's burial, Yeah, basically. like, they, they're basically like, your dog needs to be buried. We need to have proof that it's dead. And then, um... Oh, and then I put... This is where my emoji with the train is. Shaney comes back in that moment to drop off 
A book. A book. And she leaves it like outside on one of the crates he was sitting on. And he makes a connection that she is like the elk. Um, no, because in the book, in one of the books, uh, she writes. Cause that, he, but he doesn't see that till later. Oh, okay. Right now he's just picking up the book. Okay. Um, but he starts to just make this connection that she's like the elk because she is a mom who also lost her child to something tragic. Mm-hmm. And then she, he goes, could she be the one who came in and killed Harley at night? So he it starts was just like subtle. Yeah, he's just like, could she? Could could it have been her? Because like she brought the book and I didn't even notice she came to my house. Mm-hmm. So he, this is um, uh, where he starts to look in the garage for different tools and mm-hmm. objects um, that could be used to mm-hmm. kill Harley. So then he actually, I think, digs him up again because he wants to see the mm-hmm. the his the imprint on the face if it is a hoof, 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 hoof. Of? Hoof. I feel like the more we say it, the more I'm saying it wrong. He wants to see if it's that. Um, and then... Because it's hooves, for plural. Uh-huh. So it's hoof mark. Hoof mark. Okay. So then I have in what quotes... If it, what if it's stomped on more than once? Hooves? No. <laughs> what if it was two of the, the elk's feet? That's but it hooves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Our episode's going to be called Hoof or Hooves? <laughs> Write that down, Alex. Write that down. Um, (laughs) So then I have a quote again that he says, of course an elk can't inhibit a person unless she's like that shadow he saw in the living room. Woman, body, elk head, no horns. So I think for me, like this is probably when I was finally like, oh wait, like when he was describing that he saw an elk through the, ooh, Through the ceiling fan, I like. I think I didn't picture it correctly until I read this part. So for me, like it, it took me a while. <laughs> I was just like, "Well, it, my when I was like, ding, ding, ding." It was after. Yeah, it was that. still after. Yeah, it was still after that. <laughs> it's okay because it's it's but pretty like, subtle. He's yeah. not like in your face. No, he's just like. Because for me, it was more like. Could she be the one? And then he, like, has another thought and is mm-hmm. doing something else. And I was like... Which I'll get to. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so he's like... Uh, so then he notices these boots they have in the garage that are covered with ants. And as he inspects it, he's it's like, all the Harley guts yeah. that are left over on the boot. And so... But they're his boots. His and his wife's. They yeah. both quickly put them on to take the trash out when it's snowing. So now he's like, how big is her foot? If they're his and his wife's. Well, I mean, sometimes I wear Alex's sandals, even though his feet are like size 14 and I'm seven and a half. You're seven and a half? Seven and a half, eight. Depends on the shoe. Big ass foot then. (laughs) I'm like nine and a half, (laughs) ten. But you're also taller than me. So it's like proportionate. But I already told you, you're always like the same size to me. Like, I think we're the same size. (laughs) It's okay. I think Alex and I are the same size. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Like, I stand next to him. I'm like, "Eh, he's only really like half an inch taller than me. (laughs) She's probably here thinking you're Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) He's 6'4". I'm (laughs) (laughs) 5'4". Um... Yeah, so um, I guess, let's see. So now Lewis thinks that 
elk. The elk is Peta, or Peta is the, the elk, elk in a former life. So he's like, oh my gosh, Peta is vegetarian, like an elk. Elk are herbivores. Peta doesn't want to have kids. Could it be because she, she lost, lost a kid? kid? So now he's like go, he's going like, bing, back bing, and forth between bing. like Shaney and Peta. He's like, one of them is like the elk manifested itself into one of these women. That he, is, is that when he finds the book and he has finds writing in the book? Oh, I don't know. Did you on, write? Let me follow oh. my notes. Um, and then I put, ooh, the creepy writing when Peta leaves. Oh, this was really creepy. So he's um he he's going into like a depression, right? Basically. Basically. And he's sleeping. Mm-hmm. And Peta gets up early to go to work or something. Mm-hmm. And then he hears um, that the, that she leaves, like she hears the door close. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to kind of like get up cause he had been faking sleeping until she left. But then he hears footsteps coming back up the uh, stairs I know. and it's climbing. And then he says, it sounds like hooves, like, like slowly. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, Oh shit. So he go- lays back down. He covers himself. This was like the creepiest for me out of, like one of the creepiest parts out of the whole book. Uh-huh. Cause you're kind of like in suspense and I can just imagine myself like laying down covered and I hear somebody coming up the stairs and then he feels somebody standing at the door. <laughs> and so he's like, he, he's like one, two, three. And he turns around and he goes, Oh, what did you forget? And then nobody's Nobody there. Oh, I was like, Oh my gosh. That's why I can't live if somewhere that has like a second floor. <laughs> I'd be scared. You'd be scared. Hell yeah. I'm a chicken. That's true. I've no, I in the house that I lived with my mom prior to the one she's at now, because uh, they both had stairs. Well, we moved a couple times, but I was in the second f- second story. But then after that, it was like more than ten years of I've only lived on the bottom floor. So, um, but yeah, I can see that was like pretty scary. So, um, he's thinking that the last package of me. He okay, so then he starts to like think of more. He's just getting really obsessed with this elk thing, and so he starts to think that maybe one of the elders didn't eat a package of the meat that they gave because, like you mentioned, it was wrapped in something like a raccoon paper Stamp or something like so that. So then they might have thought it was a raccoon meat, yeah. So then, like, that he's like, Well, what if they never ate it because the elders were already old and they forgot what it was, and then somebody new came in and threw it out. And it thawed out and it wasn't It wasn't used. used it was wasted. So it was wasted. And his whole thing was that he promised this elk, elk that, that every it, part of the elk would be used. Like, yeah, it wouldn't go to waste. Like in a little ceremony kind of way, like, you know, like I'm kinda of like him apologizing, like, I'm sorry I killed you, but I'll make sure that every that your death wasn't wasted, basically. Yeah. But then he starts to think, well, what if this happened? Like, what if this happened? What if that happened? And that's why now she's back for revenge. Dun, um, dun, dun, dun. Uh, so then now he's back to convince that it's Shaney that's the elk woman because he's like, well, what if she's the one that like with that piece of me left it out? And so then she's coming back because she's the only new Indian native that's like Here, come to his life. You're like, yeah. So he's back to now thinking it is her. So he's trying to recreate the scene of where he saw the elk woman. So he turns on the fan, he puts the ladder, he does the whole thing. Um, 
I don't know why I put Harley as dug up. It's like kind of in a weird spot. So we're going to keep going. So then he calls Janie and she basically um, tells her, like, come over because I need you to get this part for that one guy that got his face bit. I got a part for his bike as an I'm sorry and whatever. Mm hmm. And so she was kind of like, okay, okay but I live really far, so I got to get there an hour no before I go to work, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fine. So he has everything set up because he wants to catch her under the fan so that when it's whirling really fast and it's it, creating like, a vision and it blurs, it'll he'll catch her true form. Yeah. So Shaney comes over and he, um, he has the fan spinning and the elk woman or Shaney comes in. And she is almost under the right spot, but she keeps avoiding it. And then she actually goes and she turns off the fan. So the fan starts slowing down and losing speed. And then she gets into the spot that Lewis wanted her in. But he was like, no, it's not going to work because now the fan is not going fast. It's not creating that blur Blur. that's going to show her true self. So he takes this as a sign that she is the elk woman, Mm -hmm. that he is the elk manifested into Shaney because like as revenge and um, because he's trying to avoid everything. So this is the part we were talking about earlier. He he's like, okay, well this isn't the right part. So follow me to the garage. So he's showing her the bike and he lures her to get closer because there's like a propeller in there. Yeah. Like some kind of rotary thing, Mm -hmm. you know, bike parts and (laughs) you know, bike parts. And so as she has really long native Native hair. hair. So as he gets, she gets closer, he like turns it on. He's like, get closer. And then she's like, okay. Yeah. It's some, Thing that I don't even think she was expecting. So she yeah. gets closer. He turns it on. Her hair gets caught. It pulls it back, cracks her neck, and basically scalps her. Basically scalps her. Yeah. And as I'm reading this, I'm just like, what? What? That's what I said. You're like, <laughs> wait, what's going on? I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh my gosh, it just happened so fast. And uh, oh, that I put um. As he right before he does it, he goes, "I know who you are." And bam, turns it on, pulls her hair, and then it says, "Bring gut splash everywhere," because it literally says that there's a line of blood and guts that like just go straight up into a line across the garage, and there's like brains everywhere. He has to go in to take a shower, and there's like chunks of brain coming off. I would love to see that in a movie. Me, I feel like this would be. If not a good, if not a movie, like a short series where each character gets their part. part. Oh my God. Yes. Give them like each an hour episode. Yeah. Please. Or more. I would feel like the first one would be a short, like 40 Like, well, it would go with Lewis's. Yeah. So maybe like a two-parter. Yeah. We're going to make this a two-part. We're going to make this movie. (laughs) We got this. Alex is going to get the equipment and... Wait, what other movie are we shooting in your... No, we're doing the audiobook for uh, The Road Back to Sweetgrass. <laughs> we have all these production projects um, um, in the works. Yeah, we're going to get to it eventually. Yeah, and I... What? Alex said he, he has to get a mic first. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He said we need to get all the rights. 
<laughs> yeah. I think this would be so awesome to watch. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it would be which, super awesome to watch. Which is kind of like, has something to say about why do we want to be watching the gruesome of stuff? It, We're not guys, talking about that right okay. now. <laughs> We're not talking about how messed up we are. We're just talking about how... <laughs> how amazing this book is. This book, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um... Let me see. I'll, you made me lose my spot. Okay. Uh, blood and guts. Brain, guts, uh, splash shower. Um, and then he starts to kind of say he's not a killer because she wasn't a person. She was the elk reborn. So he's like, no, no, no. I di- I'm not a killer. I didn't kill a person. So he's so, like regretting, but not regretting, but regretting at then, the same time. Yeah. And then he starts to doubt like, shit, oh, shit. was she really an elk? Mm-hmm. Am I losing it? Was she a person? So then he goes back to her, opens her jaw and pulls out her teeth because, because he says, if they're ivory teeth, that's what elk teeth have. They're ivory. Um, but then she has normal teeth. Yeah. So he's just like, oh shit. So then PETA comes home. And who was his other person that he thought was the elk? Peta. Yeah, of course. So now he's like, oh, oh. Peta could be the person. So then he goes into the, the living room and she's on the ladder. Because while Shaney was there, he actually fixed the light or yeah. something like that. So she's like, oh, you fixed, fixed it. it. And she's like up on the ladder, kind of like, cool. Um, but in that moment, as she's coming down in her work, work boots, she misses a step and she's falling back just the way he was but he doesn't do anything Anything. he just stands there so she falls back cracks her head on the hearth and then she falls all bloody and he's just standing there watching so then he's just like oh shit so he runs to her and then he's like well is she the elk woman so then he pulls out her teeth and i'm just like and then it's also not ivory which i was like dude that's your wife yeah and but he's losing it yeah so then he's like well i wonder if she has a scar on her belly and so then he starts to pick up her shirt and then he sees movement so her belly's moving and he's like a baby and no not a normal person that would call the hospital or something he decides to get a knife and the, rip her belly the, open. The knife that he used on the elk, because when he took out that thing from the fridge, the it was still in there. The knife that he used to cut up the hide, yeah. yeah, it was in there. So that same knife he used on that young elk, the mama elk, he, he used on his wife. wife. He rips it open, and what does he pull out? A hoof. <laughs> it's an elk. Yeah. Baby elk. He pulls out a baby elk from his wife's body so then in, i'm just like okay wait 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on hold on hold on like, don't get ahead for okay because in my mind i'm like is he pulling out maybe he's pulling out a baby but because he's losing it he's seeing an elk mm-hmm. so this is what i'm thinking so he now he's like really losing it okay he has two dead people blood and gore all over he his knows house the cops are gonna come back because of the dead dog so he grabs the hide he covers the baby calf in the hide and he books it for his reservation in my mind because it goes really fast and yeah. then it ends i'm thinking he's like i'm gonna take you back to your land yeah um and maybe this that'll that end, end it. it so he takes the calf he wraps it in the hide and he's going back to the reservation where he like stops and he's holding the baby elk and then he gets shot um and and this is where i my other emoji with the because when they find his body he was holding an elk Elk, yeah but then the cops are like okay like 
whatever but then like they don't connect it that the elk came out of the woman's body yeah so for me that was the true test if it if the people normal people saw a baby then we knew that lewis was losing it and he saw the baby as an elk Uh uh-huh but no it really was an elk. So then I'm just like, so then he was losing it. Was Peta and I think Shaney were both, both. like, like the this elk, this elk spirit Sorry. was taking over both, both. Yeah. and just messing with his life. Because you didn't mention it, but in one of the books uh, that Shaney was spo- supposedly reading. Oh right, the little comment. Wrote a, she wrote a little comment like, "Oh, is like kind of insinu- like." being that instigator and like making him go even more crazy yeah it it wasn't i think i kept it out because i i didn't i didn't um i i think i just forgot like i couldn't write everything i have three pages no but that's what i like that's one of the things that kind of stuck to me because i was like oh like maybe he's make she's trying to make him go crazy by you know saying this isn't that which he then connects like maybe she is the one who's making me go crazy so like that's one of the reasons why um he's all like yeah like is it her no it's her ah what's going on yeah i was just like fuck i don't i don't know what's going on (laughs) you tell me from the moment that he started connecting that one either shaney or his wife were this elk woman woman. it just went really fast yeah like bam 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 here we go yeah And, and thank you, calf, because it was a baby calf. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So um, then there's a news expert uh, stating that four men that found Lewis had him. Um, I, I think I got a little bit confused here and you can kind of like help me out. Um, found Lewis. And then um, then there's something about some people in a truck and there's a teen teenage girl that jumps onto the back of that truck and um, as the truck is going, this teenage girl jumps into the cabin and kills, like, the driver. And some one of them survives. And he that, that, that's, it, that's it. It's just like a news expert of, like, basically a young um, Native girl, like, in her teens that just kind of, like, killed people but then ran away. So they're kind of looking for her. And that's that's the end of that part this is where i was like oh is this book almost over and no because we were only like a quarter of the way through <laughs> so um so keep that in mind there's a a teenage girl that they're looking for um and then we go into like another part of the book called the sweet lodge massacre so um so then the elk somehow now possesses another body and this is where you're starting to kind of of get get her narration of what she's seeing um then she's talking about yeah so she's talking and she just comes in subtly here and there like yeah i kind of have to catch catch it it. um because you could it just because at one point there's no break yeah at one point it's like not even a new chapter like they're like this guy is talking and then he's like yeah i did this blah 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 but then like that sentence ends and then it's like Oh yeah, and this is how I want them to feel as I like kill them, and you're yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah, what? You're like, oh, we're the we're the elk woman now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we're now reading through Denora's Denora, which is Gabe's daughter. Um, her narration, and um, I don't know why I don't think it was that significant in the beginning. Just something about basketball and how she like she's prepping for some 
match or whatever. Um, Gabe is the one that shot the elk in the back. So we find that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabe can't see his daughter cause he, um, was an alcoholic and some things happened. And basically the dad, um, Chris. the mom, uh, yeah. like took her. And so she has like a stepdad yeah. now and, and he can't even go see her at school cool. because he's, uh, um, the mom doesn't want her to, and he like got kicked out of her basketball games cause he got like kind of crazy at one. So they took him out. So he's like, screw it. I still want to go see my daughter. So he goes to her school and he sees a girl walking down the street that looks like his daughter, but it's not. And then he's like, he gets closer and then he turns around and he's like, doesn't see her face. But later we find out it's the elk woman. And so now she's there for Gabe. Bum, bum, bum. Drops the second note to the ground. We're almost done, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know this is really long, but I, it's going to pick up from here. Um, so then, then we go into Cass. Cass is the... So out of the four, now there's only two, yeah. which is uh, Gabe and Cass. So we get a, a glimpse of his life. Um, he lives with his partner, Job. And then Cass and Gabe are planning a sweat, which is kind of like a sauna is what I imagine it. It's like a little makeshift tent that they made and there's like stones in the middle and they pour like hot water on it and it's a sauna. So they're going to do that to kind of remember his friend Lewis. But, um, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, Cass is preparing all of this for, for the night that they were going to do it. And um, as Cass is outside, he sees a herd of elk, unblinking elk, staring back at him, Mm -hmm. like from a distance. So kind of creepy. So then um, then we go back to Gabe. Gabe is drinking at this cemetery and he drives away. When he's driving away, he sees an elk and he stops to shoot it. But as he gets out of the truck, what he doesn't see is a woman that steps out of the trees and goes and gets into the back of the bed of his truck. Ooh. That was creepy because I had to like go back and read it. <laughs> and then Nathan is another boy who's going to be joining them at the sweat. And basically, um, his Nathan's dad, his name is Victor. He's like a, like a cop. And he's like, my son's not being good right now. So I want you to teach him some tradition and he's going to go into the sweat with you guys and he's going to sweat out like all his bad bad stuff all the teenage angst he has because like that sweat lodge is like kind of like a tradition that they do but they explained they're like i wish i would have paid attention more because like, from their elders like yeah, what it's supposed to be like because i think they're supposed to be singing, singing and, and praying and all this stuff yeah, in there they're just sitting and drinking and- yeah um so um Nathan's dad. So they're finally like all at the sweat now. Like mm-hmm. it's nighttime. It's going to happen. Um, before this though, um, and I don't think I put it on here, but I, now I know that it's kind of important to mention. So before mm-hmm. he goes to the sweat, he goes to see his daughter. Gabe goes to see Denora mm-hmm. and he's like, you're going to do so great tonight, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, um, um, he's like, I can't make it cause I'm going to go to this sweat thing that I'm doing. And, and he's like, but don't worry, I'm betting money on you. I'm going to owe you $20 or $40 mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, 
And Denora's like, okay, yeah, right. So then he tells Denora where he's going to be. So like that kind of ends there. And now Gabe goes to um, this this lodge thing because they're going to do the sweat. Um, Nathan's dad, Victor, is outside of the sweat tent. And he's the one that's going to be adding the heat when someone, um, uh, like when they're inside. So they go inside butt naked. Like, they take off all their clothes and they go in the sweat naked. And what it's supposed to be also doing is, like, cleansing. So they're going to be talking about their deceased friends and whatnot. It sounds like fun therapy. Yeah. I mean, I would like to... Probably not not naked. naked. No, 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 no. In a bathing suit. Yeah, in a bathing suit, I would totally get into a sauna and just, like... Talk about my feelings. Yeah. No, I'm not crying. That's my sweat. That's my sweat. It's a very good (laughs) disguise for that. Um... For sure. Uh, so then um, at one of those times when Victor is outside and he's doing the adding Water. the stuff or whatever, he feels that somebody's watching him. So the horses are warning him, but he sees nothing. So he's ignoring it. And the horses are like, like um, stomping. They're shaking their head. And, you know, animals feel presence. a presence of things. Christmas presents. <laughs> um and uh so that happens um and it just ends there i think the i think that he gets attacked Mm -hmm. i think it says he sees something running towards him um then we get the perspective of the elk woman so the elk woman sees both Cass and gabe are in one place um and so, like, this is before she attacks him. It's like it quickly pans to her. Um, so he's like, she's kind of like, okay, two in one, they're both in the same place. But um, but she has to get rid of Victor first. So he she attacks him first. Then Gabe, Nate, and Cass notice that Victor isn't coming to refill the sweat tent. So um, in that moment, Joe, which is Cass's uh, girlfriend, comes. And for a quick moment, she has to say that she's leaving because it turns out that Shane... So, Joe is from the Crow Reservation. Reservation. And so, she finds out Shaney is like a cousin to her. So, she's like, I'm going to go to my reservation. So, then Gabe is like, oh, get... Not Gabe. Cass says, oh, get the extra money that we hide in that truck. Uh So, he has the truck that they got stuck in that 10 years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the tires aren't on it. They have Uh it propped up on, like, cinder blocks. Uh I think that's what they're called. Uh And it's just up there. And he hides his money in a black thermos, like, in one of the pipes or something or another. Uh He hides it in the broken down car. So, he's like, okay, if you need money to go, like, you know where the money money is. is. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it. So then, um, so then, um, uh, Cass goes, they're all three are back in the tent. Then Gabe's like, I really got a pee. So he gets out and, um, he notices that like he starts peeing and he notices he's peeing on one of the dead dogs. Mm-hmm. So Cass had three dogs and they're all dead, mm-hmm. which is why they hadn't been barking. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like crazy that, you know, the elk woman killed them first so that there would be no barking, barking. of her presence like yeah. that she was around so crazy so now Which there's is like kind of like the same thing he, she did with harley yeah 
So now there's three dead dogs, but Gabe doesn't say anything. He's just like, I'm just going to go back inside and pretend I didn't see anything. Yeah. I was like, what? And then he finds like a thermos on the floor. So he like cleans it out and he puts his beer inside. Uh So then he goes back into the tent. So in the tent, he's like drinking from this. And that's when Gabe's like, wait, that's the black thermos that holds my money. Yeah. Why why does Gabe have it? So he's just kind of like, hmm, that's weird. So he gets out of the tent. And um, he sees Joe under the truck looking for the money. So then he's looking around. He finds his dead dogs. Gabe gets out and he starts putting on his clothes because he's like, what's going on? At this point, Gabe wants to go get more beer. Mm -hmm. And so then um, Cass starts putting it together. Well, Gabe must have stolen my money, took the the money from the thermos and now joe's over there trying to find it and there's no money so he goes to him and this gets really crazy really fast he goes so this is nighttime i imagine there's like some fire a little bit of lights the lights maybe of the cars victor is nowhere to be found his music uh uh is playing from the truck and so he goes up to gabe he's like you stole my money where'd you get that thermos from and gabe's just like what are you talking about I found it. Yeah, he's like, I just found that. He's like, no, no, you still show me. And Gabe's like, look, my pockets, they're empty. But then he feels something in one of his pockets. And at the bottom of that thermos, Cass had a ring that he was going to be giving to Joe as of like an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, Gabe's like, dude, I don't know how this got here. And he pulls it out and it's the wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on the car kind of like, I don't want I mean, it. I like, didn't steal yeah. it. Somebody put it there. I didn't have this. And then, you know, Gabe... um, uh, Cass starts getting really upset. So then he starts like breaking the his car. Like he starts smashing it. So the game's like, oh, you're going to smash my truck. I'm going to go smash your truck. So he goes over to the truck that's on the cinder blocks and he starts pushing it. And then um, Cass runs over and it's like, no. And he's like pushing it until it basically falls straight See, to the ground. Yeah. And then uh, Cass runs up, pushes him out of the way, opens the hood because it didn't have an engine. And Joe, who had been trying to look for the thermos, got smushed from the truck that Gabe was pushing down on. And I was just like, <gasps> so then Cass is pissed. And yeah. he turns around and he grabs, he grabs a gun. The, yeah. And then Gabe is kind of like, you know what? I'm so sorry, man. I didn't know she was under there. I didn't know. I don't know. understand what's going on. He gets on his knees and he goes, do it. Shoot me. Like, I deserve it. Yeah. And so then um, the I think. Oh, hold on. I think I have a quote about this. So they, I put, they start going crazy on the trucks. If either of them just looked six feet into the darkness to the right, they'd see the white slash of your smile. Because the elk woman was off to the side, smiling. She was like looking at it. She goes, perfect. My plan is going as planned. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, she creepy. Look at Alex. He's like, shit. Yeah. So, so, okay, back to the scene. You know, Gabe is on his knees in the snow and um, Cass is going to shoot him. And he's like, do it, do it. But even the, I think the elk woman says that she sees him wavering. Like, because yeah. uh, Gabe is like, dude, we've been friends for so many years. You know, I would have never done that to Joe. I didn't know she was under there. We were just upset and like smashing each other's trucks. Yeah. And. And so then in a moment, he sees something from the, from like the back or something, Castas, and he shoots, but he misses Gabe. It grazes his ear and it shoots somebody in the back. So when Gabe turns around, 
it's quote unquote Denora. And so then Gabe is just like, oh shit. My daughter, like, like how could she you? came here because she knew that I would, would be, be here, here with that money, money that I'm going to owe her. So she came to get her money because she won the game and now she's shot. So he runs over. He's like, you shot my daughter. You shot my daughter. And he was like, you crushed Joe. So they're like fighting. Again. Uh, yeah. And then um, basically uh, Gabe kind of like tackles cast to the ground I think he grabs the black thermos and smashes his face and then the thermos falls to the side and and then Cass actually grabs the thermos and hands it to Gabe and Gabe finishes smashing his head his face in and I was just like (gasps) it's just like so much death it's like if you saw Game of Thrones like this is just so like all these characters are but just dying. The way he describes it, he's like, I was hitting it, um, and then until I started feeling it get squishier. And I was yeah. Like, oh. Um. So then, whew, okay, we're almost to the end. Um. Then all of a sudden, um. Okay, so now Cass is dead. So now there's only Gabe left from the four men that were there that day. Mm -hmm. That's Saturday before Thanksgiving, 10 years ago. So um, all of a sudden he sees, like, the body moving that's supposed to be Denora. So he goes over, and it's not Denora. It was Nate from the tent. He came out. He put on a jersey that was similar to Denora's, and, and he got shot. Um, so then Gabe is kind of going through this, like, well, at least it wasn't my daughter. Like yeah. he kind of says, like, I know I shouldn't be selfish about this because some, so many people are dead right now, but at least it wasn't, it wasn't my, my daughter. daughter. So he starts, um, looking around. Um, and what, what ends up happening, happening is he calls out, um, Ponoka, which means elk. And then the elk woman comes out to Gabe and she basically hands him a gun and she tells him to and shoot it. himself. And he's the whole time he's just like, okay, but promise, you promise me that won't. if I, if I do this, you won't like, kill you won't kill my, my daughter. daughter. And she's like, sure. Just shoot yourself. Like just shoot yourself. And then he's like, so you won't kill my daughter. And he, she's like, yeah. And then he's like, wait, yeah, you're not going to kill her or yeah, you're going to kill her. Like he didn't know. And then he, shoots himself um and then she the elk woman has a little excerpt and she says like i I broke i'm gonna break my promise and so now she's gonna go after denora um denora comes to look for her dad the next day so she actually does come um and her mom drops her off and she's like i'll be back in like 15 minutes or something like that so she drops her her daughter off, um, and as Denora is walking up to this like uh, little a lodge Lush. area, um, bef- she kind of notices like her dad's truck. Um, she notices that nobody's around, but she runs into a woman named Shaney, and Shaney says, "Oh, they all went horse riding, so they're not here right now." And so she kind of believes it, and um, and so then. Shaney's talking to her and she challenges her to a basketball game and it's a basketball game that gets really intense and like Mm -hmm. they're going through the play by play Mm -hmm. 
And basically, I feel like Shaney, who we find out is the elk woman, is tiring her out. Mm -hmm. As they're playing, she starts to get upset because, like, Shaney gets upset because she's losing. Mm -hmm. And she slowly, her eyes turn the yellow Yellow. that an elk eyes look like. And the, the, like, the form, basically, her eyes, she's transforming in front of Denora. And Denora's like, Like, what what is this? this? So then she starts really inspecting, like, her area. And she's like, why is my dad's? you know smashed why Why is is a tent lodged like that all the chairs are like tossed and everything just looks so she's like really inspecting the scene and then she notices that there's bodies burning and all of a sudden victor who had been dead in the trailer comes out half dead all bloody with a gun and he starts shooting Mm -hmm. and he um like, this makes Shaney upset because it's not part of her plan mm-hmm. or the elk woman. And um, and then he tells Denora to run. So then Victor dies for sure because we hear in the book when she's running away that... Um, you hear his screams. Yeah, you hear his screams because Shaney killed him. So um, he tells her to run. So she starts running and the elk woman is chasing her. And it just becomes like a this, hunt yeah. where the... The people that hunt become the hunted mm-hmm. in a way. And so the elk is chasing her. And um, at one point she runs into um, Nate, who actually, after Gabe died, actually did climb on a horse and try to try to, to get out. But he's like slumped over on this horse. He's half dying. And as Denora is running, she f- runs into him and She's gonna. She's trying to get on the horse with them, but she sees the elk woman getting closer, and she tells him, "You, you go. go into town. Tell him I need help. I'm gonna st- st- like lure her away from you." Yeah. So she keeps running. Um, Nate leaves in this in this horse, and um, Denora ends up in the scene of the crime that happened 10 years ago she ends up where the elk were massacred Mm -hmm. and where the elk woman lost her baby Mm -hmm. so she gets there she sees all these bones she's describing the bones and she's like this is where it happened this Mm -hmm. is where my dad killed all these elk Mm -hmm. and the woman the elk woman catches up and she immediately gets distracted because she sees where her baby is and it's moving in the snow. I was like, what? So the elk woman goes to her baby and she's cradling it. Yeah, digging it up. Yeah, she starts cradling it. And that's when Dee's... uh, Oh, I put Dee because I was like just shortening Denora. Denora's dad... We're giving people nicknames now. (laughs) Yeah. Our friend Dee. Um... (laughs) Denora's stepdad comes and he's standing at the top of the hill where Gabe, her dad, was, was 10 years, years ago, ago, pointing the gun down at the same elk. elk. And she sees this and she like blocks the elk, the elk woman and the baby. And she tell, like tells her stepdad to stop because she's like, this happened 10 years ago and it's going to happen again. We need to break this cycle. We need to break this cycle. So she tells him to stop. And then the elk woman and the baby get up and they walk away. And it was like, that was the revenge. Like she just wanted to get back to her baby. Yeah. And then they walk away and that's the The end. end. (sighs) Of the only good Indians. (sighs) That was 
was a wild ride. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really good. It was. It was everything I love. Blood and guts. It was. It was really good. It was really good. It wasn't anything I would have thought it was. Yeah. I thought like when I first saw the. Oh, it's itchy. <laughs> when I first like when you first said it. Um. I mean, now the cover makes sense because it's an elk. Yeah. But, like, I thought when you were like, it's a horror, what knows? Like, oh, it's probably, like, this person killing off these Indians or something. But yeah. I was so wrong. Yeah, I I think I really like that um, it's, like, a, a story that has some social commentary on how Native American people have been treated, mm-hmm. but it's not so in your face. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very subtle, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's it just shows the injustices that they mm-hmm. have suffered, um, and it's very similar to a lot of other people of color. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it um, it, it brings up a lot of things of like alcohol, uh, alcoholism, alcohol, alcoholism, substance abuse that happens in these communities because just from the beginning when we get um, Ricky's brother overdosing. And then Gabe is an alcoholic. And then also, like, how they... He describes, like, him working. Like, the only reason they gave him a job, um, the first person, Ricky... Yeah. Is because he doesn't complain. Yeah. So, I think it was... And then with the cops, you know, how they were treating him. And how, like, if he was white, they would have probably been like, Hey, man, what's up? What happened? You know, like, a different type of conversation. Oh, it sucks, man. Yeah, Um, but because he... He was a Native American. American. They were treating him differently. Um, I also really like this this idea that um, kind of like a, it's not kind of like a legend where they were on sacred land and they killed an elk there, and it's this elk reborn mm-hmm. seeking revenge mm-hmm. for being killed, mm-hmm. and it. it that kind of like, like storytelling yeah. uh, that I feel like is a big part of Native American culture, I think yeah. was really nice. Yeah, overall, really great book. Yeah. Um, Santa went chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I really, really liked it. Um, I yeah, wanted to mention something that I said in the last podcast that after I listened to our podcast, I was like, ooh, I don't like how I said that. Okay. So, um, what did you say? <laughs> what did I say? This is going to be um, Roxana's reflection corner learning about herself because I am a human and I make mistakes. And yeah, and we, yeah, we make mistakes. So, in the last episode, I think when we were talking about, because, um, and something I mentioned to Alex, all this book and the last book um, somehow talk about Thanksgiving. This one doesn't talk about Thanksgiving so much. It's just that it just helps with the timeline. Yeah. But it does mention Thanksgiving. Yeah. In the last book, they mentioned the real story of Thanksgiving yeah. in um, Tommy Orange's They're There. Mm-hmm. And I think what I said, I was trying to explain how the story we were told is wrong. And so I said, like, we need to, like, disassociate that and just, like, if we're going to have Thanksgiving, it's about giving thanks. But then I just felt like it was very colorblindness. Yeah. Where it, I was trying to say, like, we don't need to talk about the bad history, like, the, the wrong history they told us. Yeah. So when I listened to that, I'm like, no, 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 Roxana. We, we do need, need to, to talk, talk about, about the wrong history they told us and say that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. 
and talk about it because it was a big moment in history and people need to know the Mm -hmm. truth. So this Thanksgiving, don't not talk about it. Talk about it. Like, don't. I think what you were trying to get at is like, don't talk about it like, oh yeah, and this they is, broke bread and they yes. live happily ever after. That's what I was trying to say. Like, don't talk about it like that. But I think in saying that, I didn't, I, I just feel like I didn't say it right. It's okay. And so I want people to know that I didn't mean it like, don't talk about the negativity about Thanksgiving period. I mean, talk about it. And, and be like, this happened, X, Y, and, and Z. And teach your family yeah. members. Um, what really did happen. And then you get uninvited to all the activities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's okay. Cause you don't want that kind of negativity in your life. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed this book. People, please, please read please, it. Please, yeah. If anything, if you don't like the horror, go for the social commentary. That's, that is talked about in this yeah. book. I think, we're kind of getting some themes here that are happening in the native American community, which is, um, you know, like substance abuse, alcoholism within the communities. Um, and a lot of it, I think even in this one, like, um, with Ricky leaving with, um, Lewis leaving the reservation, um, they're always looking, for, well, not all of them, but it, it kind of shows that sometimes they're looking for a way, a way out into more of an urban community. And Gabe was mentioning how his daughter, Denora, was going to do that through basketball, which is why basketball is so important to them because they mentioned like scouts sometimes come. And so that's the way his daughter was going to mm-hmm. have a better future. So not that living in the reservation is bad. But no. Like, yeah. It, um, they want. Maybe something else for them, which is okay. But if people want to stay of there, like, they can. Yeah, it's kind of like, for example, like when I was young, we lived in a, in a community in a neighborhood that wasn't the best. Like my mom's car tires would get stolen or her car. Yeah, we, really? we lived in a pretty bad area. Oh, I didn't. That's and her car would get broken into like the windows and things like that. So the way I see it is like my mom wanted me to do better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... um that's what Gabe wanted from his daughter was to do better, mm-hmm. to do basketball and move on. So, um, really good book. Yeah, it was a really good I book. I rated it five stars on my Kindle. Ooh, there you <laughs> go, girl. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It was up my alley of how I like my stories. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> and gruesome and death and yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I was just like the funny thing was just like when they kept on the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I was like, it's the Saturday before Thanksgiving. I was like, how creepy is that? I mean, I couldn't have picked a better book. Yeah, right? like that was. I was like, <laughs> and and so when I couldn't sleep, I just kept closing my eyes, and I felt like if I opened it, I would see a woman oh there God, standing no. with an elk head and no horns. I just kept thinking, that's what I'm gonna see, so I'm just gonna keep, my, just eyes gonna keep my eyes closed. I'm just gonna fall asleep. <laughs> what? I don't know. No, no. Okay, what's next week? I <sighs> Tired. Did I bore you with my three-page notes? <laughs> no, not at all. I was just tired. So for next week, boop, doop, doop. don't yawning. No yawning. 
Okay. We are going to do Roxana a favor. <laughs> and we're going to do her request and we're going to do a comic book. Yay! It's start clapping hands. No, Alex isn't doing that anymore. You're not adding our special effects. I'll insert clapping hands. We'll see. We'll see. She said, no. She said, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> After you get your mic, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Votes are in. <laughs> we are going to do one of my favorite. Um, it's called Blackest Night. Blackest Night. And it's about the um, Green Lantern Corps. Nice. All that jazz. And for people who don't read comics, it gets crazy. <laughs> So I think, I think, I hope, I hope, well, well, if you don't, you know, I don't care. Like it happens. Not yeah. everyone, comics aren't for everyone. Um, you know, it's a light week for us. We don't have class this week. We don't, we do go to work. It's Thanksgiving week. I know you're going to. Yeah. So it's good. No, yeah, it's, it's just good. like a light week. And we don't have class, but we still have work to do. Yeah. So, so I feel like this is our week to catch up. And I thought maybe doing something light this week would be kind of cool. Yeah, and I think you're gonna like. I hope you like it. I, I think I will. Yeah, I mean, you can let Alex read it too, <laughs> so he can ex- he can explain to me like what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I maybe you'll get confused because like you probably don't know the characters, but I mean they're pictures, so. <laughs> I need a picture book. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a picture book next. Um, but it's really good. I hope you like it. I think I will. I'm excited. I've been telling you, give me a comic. I want to do something, you know, that you like. So, I mean, I'm I like things. <laughs> I also like <laughs> We like books and we like things. things. Yeah, but you know we're doing a comic book finally. Um, I think it's a, it's not a light one. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a lot for you to like. Kind of, I don't know. Like, you just, ugh, I'm okay. so excited. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited too. I'll take I'll take uh, notes, even though you're gonna talk about it next week. But I'll take notes so that I can, um, like, you can expand on whatever I have questions on. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Bring your questions and let Ooh. me know. Like, if you're also gonna read with us. Um, if you don't get it, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Maybe I can help kind of decipher whatever it is. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. Blackest Night. Yes. Blackest Night. It's a, is there like a specific edition or specific well, author that a writer? Well, there's I don't only know. like one kind oh, of thing. Okay. It was like kind of like a spinoff kind of thing. Okay. Um, but like okay i'm sorry okay so <laughs> you can get if you are gonna try to get the book of it like you can get the book complete um like the spiral bound yeah with all, all the other ones and yeah. it's in it yeah because it's like i think like eight ten comics I okay think. I like but like yeah oh yeah Okay, it's hard to explain, but basically, like if you get the spiral kind of notebook, it's from beginning to end. That way, you're not buying one comic by the time, because yeah, only like 15 pages are in a comic that would. Because like, what? How? Okay, so how comic books work? <laughs> um, so if you're reading it, it's like this little like 
book pamphlet looking yeah, thing pamphlet mm-hmm. looking thing that doesn't have that many pages and then like it stops and then you have to wait n- until next month to read the next part of that oh comic. okay like a series yeah so like the series like so you don't get it the next week like you read that part and then you gotta wait a month uh-huh. because the people have to draw it and continue the story so then you get the second one then you wait another wow. yeah so that's how they get you but the one that you're gonna let me borrow has it has everything okay because that's perfect. how i found it um that's how i bought it i was i was kind of like when i was starting to get into it because like um it's really hard to find the individual ones mm-hmm. because like you'll find three but then you won't find number four mm-hmm. or like you'll find seven of them but then you're missing number four or like number three yeah so like it's really hard to do it that way so like so if you just find the the binded copy yeah. then they're all they're like, all there in order. in order and stuff oh perfect um like the comic books are mostly like for people who like like to collect them yeah i think stuff. that's how um we have saga which is they come out like you said yeah, like but that. then we get the binded one that has all, all the volumes yeah, all the i volumes guess in there, yeah yeah okay yeah that should be fun yeah so i um, can do a picture book but then there's also like spin-offs of it mm-hmm. that you probably won't get into because like i have blackest night but then i have because how it happens is like then it kind of goes off into like little stories of what happens to a specific character so i have wonder woman okay blackest night but it's like irrelevant to whatever's happening okay but, um, I thought the first one you were going to give me was going to be Wonder Woman. N- no, no, which is funny because I love Wonder Woman, but this is my favorite comic. This is like okay. my absolutely favorite. I'm a DC fan. <laughs> <laughs> I know everyone's into Marvel. Marvel's cool. But what I really like about DC detective comics is that they're more. Gruesome. Is that what it is? Yeah. Detective comics? Yeah, something like that. Yep, it is. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's, That's where Superman is it because they're detectives? What? Alex, you need a mic. You're like talking in the air. <laughs> what? What comic did Superman first appear? I don't know. I don't like Superman. Well, it was detective comic. Yeah. DC. That's like the brand name. Yeah, I, I know that that's what it is. It's Marvel. just, they're just marvelous. <laughs> Marvel, yeah, yeah, they're marvelous. Hi, Alex, you need a mic. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, I'm excited. That's why Batman's kind of like a detective. Oh, interesting, interesting. But they're like a little bit more darker, more, I think they're a lot more gruesome. I feel like Marvel's like very chippy, very Especially like, now, because it's owned by Disney, so... Comics, I feel like they're not as like gruesome as DC comics. Yeah. Because like whatever you see on TV, that's watered down mm-hmm. a lot. Like nipple Batman. Like <laughs> 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 you know how yeah. the student yeah, nipples. The nipples. Yeah, yeah, he's nipple Batman. Um <laughs> like they're they're very watered down, but like if you like read the comics, he's just like pew 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 fighting. Yeah, and like I think, and like even the villains too, like the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's fantastic. But there is one character from Marvel that I absolutely love, which is Carnage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which you can, we'll also read because I also have a lot of Carnage. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah, we- Alex, you know Carnage? No, I don't actually. All right, you're gonna know Carnage. Ooh, That's not like- a true fan. That's an <laughs> Carnage is like a really old character that's not really around anymore. 
So I think he was. It's, his name sounds intense. He is intense. I love him. Um, he is a, I think like a seventies character, but like he was really popular, but like not anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember once I went to the comic book store. I was like, "Do you have?" Because I knew there was a new Carnage program. And I was like, "Where's your Carnage?" And he goes, "Aren't you a little young to be liking Carnage?" I was like, "You can't tell me what I like." I got really offended. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first of all, sir." Oh, okay. Yeah. He's uh, the spawn of Venom. So he's Spider-Man spawns spawns. He's like his great grandchild. <laughs> what? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, a lot's gonna happen next week, and I'm gonna nerd out. I'm excited, awesome. and Alex is gonna nerd out with me. Alex can get a mic. Eighty-two. Ninety-two. Ninety-two. But after that, he didn't really have that many. It wasn't until recently. Yeah, Spider-Man and Venom, but Carnage is like much cooler, and people should know about him. And we're gonna we we're gonna learn about that we in are. this podcast. Yes, we are. Okay, so we hope you enjoyed the Only Good Indians. Make sure really, if you can yeah. great book, go read, read it, it, listen and, to it. Um, yeah, listen to it. Um, it's really good on audio. Yeah. Um, also, if you can read. Blackest Night. No. What is it called? Blackest Night. Blackest Night. <laughs> I don't know why I doubted myself. Blackest Night. Um, and I, we hope you have a good Thanksgiving where you can tell all your relatives About the true the story. story of Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Stay safe. Don't wear pilgrim hats. Please don't. <laughs> to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. I'll tell you off mic. Yeah, we'll tell you later. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, stay safe, please. I know everybody's going to be gathering with their families. If you can, do it outside, Side. you know. Yeah, if just you try are, to stay safe. try and, like, isolate after. Yeah, if you can. Um, yeah, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.